I'll never forget when I first stepped into ministry and I saw people getting slain, like just falling down. I saw people throwing up into small trash bags or garbage cans. And I was like, is this exorcism? Like, is this even real? Is this even Bible? Is this church really doing what the word of God says? And again, just a little context, y'all, like I grew up Catholic. So 25 years of my life, I was Catholic. And the last five years, I've received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It's interesting because no one's actually preached Bible verses to me. Like, I never saw another pastor on YouTube or anywhere else. And no one really told me about Jesus. I had some friends that said they were Christian, just a handful in high school, but they never really shared their faith, like, boldly. And I can say they were lukewarm, and I can say they were only saying they were Christian because their family or their parents were Christian. All that to say is when it comes to deliverance, I thought it was like devil, demonic exorcism. And I was like, you know, when they do like the little cross, like I don't want to be part of that. That's that's exactly how I felt. So just to be able to share with y'all that my first week stepping into ministry, I was seeing people literally crying on the floor, demons getting casted out. They were legit just being delivered right there in the in our Christian store. We have a Christian story out here in Las Vegas. I mean, this is Simply Uncaged, Simply Uncaged podcast. So that was my first week and my first roundabout in uh, deliverance, right? As far as like experiencing it first on. Now, we don't want to base our beliefs off just experience. We want to align that experience with Bible. The more I read, the more I knew that deliverance was real. So I'm just going to break down. This will be a teaching session, but pretty much when I became born again, most of my walk has been like experiencing deliverance through others, casting out demons, binding things, casting them out, pulling down strongholds, spiritual warfare at its finest. So I'm blessed to not only experience this firsthand because these are things that I was able to experience that no person with a Bible degree went to Bible school would be able to really just say they've went through because I went through this firsthand. And again, I'm not just trying to base everything off my own experience. This is also Bible. So let's talk about it. What is deliverance? I'm going to open up my Bible, my physical Bible, Matthew 6, verse 13. This is what Jesus says about uh, deliverance. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, this was in Matthew 6 where Jesus is modeling how to pray. Right, disciples teach Jesus how to pray, or they're they're asking Jesus to teach them how to pray. <laughs> they're not teaching Jesus how to pray; they're asking him. And he does this model prayer in Matthew six. It says, "And do not lead us into temptation." This is Matthew six thirteen, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now to deliver. It just, mean, it just means to draw to oneself, to rescue, right? To, to rescue us from what? From bondage, from evil. Galatians also tells us that we are living in this present evil age. Wow. And 
to be able to be delivered, you know, it's not just casting out a demon. It's deliverance is like a daily, it's, it's daily, meaning I need to be preserved. I need to be rescued from evil every day. The enemy's out here like a roaring lion waiting to devour its prey. The devil is coming in and, or the enemy in, in all sorts of ways. These wicked spirits will come even in our weak points. We're in this world. We're not of it. The weapon may be formed, but it shall not prosper. No weapon formed against us shall not prosper, it says in the book of Isaiah. So deliverance is a daily process. It is also a process to be able to be healed, restored, and to truly be set free. So that's what deliverance is. It's to draw to oneself to rescue. That's what it means in Greek as you look at, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and glory forever. Amen. Now, yes, when I was thinking about like exorcism, or, this is what I literally saw. Like, I'm like, why are people going, ah, ah, you know, like coughing things up? And I just never understood it. It was just something that I had to trust that it was God that was running in this house and it was God moving in. The more in, over the years, deliverance online became more popular, the more it opened people's eyes, the more I started to be like, wow, I didn't get to see a lot of that stuff online. But seeing it in person, I already believe now I, I see other people all around the body of Christ talking about deliverance. It just There was just this movement in the last few years, if you guys have been on the internet as a follower of Christ. And I think deliverance is beautiful, right? But the way that people see it might be too far to the extreme. That's why they think negative of it. Or they just really don't know what it really means. And some people just don't believe in it. I mean, you even have the movement of those people that are... They call it cessationism, right? Where people think that the gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased and also that certain healings and miracles are for... I don't, it, it's just interesting just seeing all that stuff. All I got to know, all, all I know is God is healing today. God is restoring today. God is still moving today. What Jesus did at the cross of Calvary when he shed the blood at that cross, not just dying, but resurrected... What he did, y'all, is enough for our healing. By his stripes, we are healed. And I believe that's what part of the deliverance process is. So let me talk to you guys why we need deliverance, why the local church needs deliverance. Again, this is more of a teaching session. And I'm going to name three things on why we need deliverance. Number one is to remove hindrances in our life. It's to remove hindrances in our life. Number two is to destroy the works of the enemy. It's to destroy the works of the enemy. And then number three is to bring total deliverance in our soul, our spirit, and our body. This is why we need deliverance. Everyone needs deliverance. The only thing is you can only receive deliverance as a follower of Christ. Like you need to understand and you need to accept that it is only Jesus that can heal. That is Jesus that can fully deliver you. Amen. Let's let's uh, break down these uh, three. So why we need deliverance and why I truly believe the local church needs deliverance. Now, let's just break this down. Just because your church doesn't do deliverance doesn't mean, uh, you know, it's 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 blasphemy or it's uh, false teaching. OK, there's legit. And, you know, I'm, I'm humbly letting you know, there's pastors that just aren't weren't equipped in deliverance because their pastors or whoever they were raised weren't trained. And y'all, that's okay. That is okay. Don't call them a false teacher because they're not 
operating in, in deliverance. Because when you're doing deliverance, man, you need covering. There is covering to be able to truly operate in deliverance. Like God's covering because, you know, especially like babes in Christ, when they, you can't just be like, I got delivered, I'm ready. And you haven't been trained, equipped. You don't have the word. All you do is just focus on the demonic and how you can fight it. But you don't know the power that you have through the blood of Jesus. Like you got to get trained up and built. You can't just go to your local psycho, psychic shop and, you know, try to cast that thing out in their territory. Okay? There's wisdom in being able to go into the right places. Even Jesus himself didn't go to certain places to preach. So we got to be mindful and really be guided and led by the Holy Spirit. This is why even babes in Christ, y'all got to be mindful. You can't just be like, okay, I, I got delivered. I've been watching deliverance ministers on Zoom for months. Now let's go out there. It's not going to be like that. Okay, There's time, there's preparation, and there's a grace, there's a mantle that you carry. Now, can people do it even in their early stages? Yeah. But again, this is like sensitivity and intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you. If you guys have not got your Bibles personalized, this is my Bible. It's just very simple, RC. We personalize Bibles, gifts. If you guys want to be able to even send a Bible in, we have the ability to help you get your Bible personalized. This is my rainbow Bible. If you guys can see it. Simply on cagegifts.com. Just go in. You can also email us if you have questions in regards to personalizing your Bible. So check us out. God bless you. And let's get back to the pod. Now, why we need deliverance, three things again, to remove hindrances in your life, to destroy the works of the enemy, and to bring total deliverance in our soul, spirit, and body. First John 2.16, let's talk about why deliverance removes hindrances in our life. First John 2.16, uh, it says this, or actually let's just go to First John 2.15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. Amen. So we can't love the world, okay? That's obvious. We're in it. We're not of it, right? In this world, not of this world. But it also talks about these three main temptations that become hindrances in our life. What are those three main temptations? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Now, it tells us how to combat against this in verse 17. And the world is passing away in the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Again, we're simply uncaged, y'all. Romans 12, 2, not being conformed to the world but being transformed in the renewing of our mind through the, God, the word of God, by God's word, that we may, able to, we, be, we may be able to prove what? What is that good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God? That renewing in the mind allows us to know what is that good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. And if we abide in the will of God, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Being able to be in God's will helps us to be preserved and protected from the enemy, right? So this is why we need deliverance because the enemy will try to use certain things, the lust of the world or the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life to bring hindrances in our life. This is why we need deliverance, okay? So that's number one. Number two is it's to destroy the works of the enemy. And it's literally in the next chapter in First John chapter 3, verse 8. It says this, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning for this 
purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. I love this. I love this so much because Jesus Christ was sent and was manifested to do what? To destroy the works of the devil. So another reason we need deliverance is to destroy the works of the devil. The, the enemy's out here, y'all. We overcome him by the blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus, and the word of our testimony. But it is through Jesus, right? Who is, who was, and who is to come. It's to be able to destroy. And these hindrances also become bondages. And these are things that we need to acknowledge that Jesus is the one that can only break this. I'm telling y'all, it's deep. And people need deliverance every single day. Okay, to be delivered from the evil one. Deliver us, Lord, from temptation, from the evil one. Again, these are all temptations. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All temptations. Genesis 3, we see Eve with a sneaky serpent. Matthew 4, we see Jesus with the straight enemy. Right, the devil in the wilderness. Jesus fought back by saying, it is written. That's why we need to know the word of God. Eve knew what God promised in the garden, yet she still fell into temptation. Right? So we know how to fight back. And just because the temptation comes doesn't mean that, hey, we might not fall short. And I'm not encouraging you to, to fall short, but you got to get equipped. You got to get built up. This is why you need to be rescued from those evil moments, okay? To be rescued. Praise God. Number three on why we need deliverance it's in Luke chapter four, but it's to bring total deliverance in our what? Our soul, our spirit and our body. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. This is the words of Jesus himself. It says this in Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Praise God. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, our ministry as well, if you guys uh, know about our ministry, Bringing Families Back Ministry, Luke 4.18 is part of what we're doing, right? To be able to preach the gospel to the poor. And to be able to preach the gospel to the poor is to preach the gospel, which is what? The good news to the poor. Poor are those that are lowly in spirit meaning those that are humble, to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is all beautiful. All this is what we're doing. So again, to bring total deliverance, to bring total rescue, right? To draw away from the evil one to bring total deliverance in our what? Our soul, our spirit, and our body. Praise God. So beautiful to be able to just share that. And again, this is like our mission. God's will is for us to, you know, experience earth or heaven on earth today in this moment. You know how they say salvation is now? Well, you can experience heaven. You can experience God's tangible manifested presence right here, right now. Call upon him. Right? We don't have to wait until Jesus comes. We don't have to wait 
till till we get to heaven. We can experience it right here. That's why it says on earth as it is in heaven. Welcome to full salvation, y'all. That that complete salvation formula. Welcome to really experiencing the joy, the peace, the love of God. This is so amazing to be really set free. And a lot of that does start with the mind, right? Like, again, you have to believe that Jesus, what he did, and you have to believe his his power is greater than the enemy. That yes, he might've tried to bruise thy heel, but we've already crushed the serpent's head. That's a promise, y'all. And it's really our faith tested and also to to have a check of like, do we really believe what Jesus is doing? Do we really believe what God did? And do we really believe he's got all powers over all principalities and powers? He's got all the power. He gets all the glory, dominion forever and ever. Like, can we actually believe this? So beautiful, y'all. So beautiful. Can we believe that we have the power to trample on serpents and scorpions. Can we actually believe that? Amen. Now, those are the three things, three keys on why we need deliverance. And I want to share with y'all, what is God's plan on deliverance? What is God's plan on deliverance? Because he has a plan. Let's go to Galatians chapter 4. I'm going to go New Testament, then I'm going to show you guys an Old Testament. Galatians 4. And it says this in verse 1. It says, Now I say the hair, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he, ha- he is a master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. We can be in bondage under the elements of the world. There's so many elements of the world that will keep us in bondage. And it could be anything we idolize. It could be things we listen to, people we connect with and create covenants with, demonic altars that we build. These are things that keep us in bondage. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then a heir of God through Christ. The reason why deliverance and what's God's plan for deliverance was to set us free, but also these things that become bondages to us, Okay, when you're in bondage to something, you're a slave to it. You could be a slave to sin or which in, you know, when you're a slave to sin, this is where torment comes. This is where hurt comes. This is where that true bondage of no freedom or you're a slave to Christ, which the reward to that is what? It's joy. It's peace. It's bearing fruit according to what it, the the Bible says and what we can bear fruit as, right? The the fruits of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, faithfulness. Like there's so, it's so different. And this is also where we can see the difference between people that say, I go to church, but they're always angry. They're always, you know, pointing their finger. Like there's just, you just are asking is like, is this Christ-like? Is like, where's the joy? You just know the difference between those people that are really in bondage 
or they're walking in freedom and they have joy even in the midst of the storm. But Jesus Christ was sent so that we can be made free. I'm telling y'all, this was God's plan on uh, deliverance. It says this, uh, Galatians 4, verse 4, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, God sent forth the son, Jesus Christ himself, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. That redemption, it's so, so powerful. Redemption, all it really means is the ability to release something because of the, the payment that of, of a ransom that's already been paid. We were bought with a price. We were bought with the precious blood of Jesus. That's a whole nother thing we can share about. And we've actually talked a lot about the blood in this channel. Therefore, you are no longer, I'm just going to seven. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then a heir of God through Christ. Only through Jesus, y'all. Whoever the son sets free is free indeed. Let's go to Galatians chapter, or Genesis chapter three. We were just in Galatians four. Genesis chapter three, verse 14 and 15. Actually, let's just go to 13. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is it you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, so this is the word to the serpent that deceived Eve. Ooh. Verse 14, so the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle and more than every beast of the field and your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. And he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. God already had a plan even since the beginning. Jesus is the answer. God's perfect plan, right? Which his will is sovereign. He's got a perfect will, right? So God's plan was for us to be delivered from this present evil age. And since the beginning, Genesis, Galatians, God always had an answer, but it's up to us to choose. It's up to us to surrender to that. Amen. Now, last thing I want to share are the two things that don't change according to the word of God. Two things that don't change. Number one is his love. And number two is his word. These are two things that don't change according to the word of God. It's so beautiful to be able to experience this and experience his love, experience his word, and look at how the father uh, since the very beginning, he loves us. He wants you to be delivered. He wants you to be healed. He wants you to be set free, simply uncaged. You don't belong there anymore. Past thoughts, labels, trauma, experiences, you don't belong there anymore. But you have the free will to decide to allow Jesus to heal, to allow Jesus to truly set you free. God bless you. I really pray that the Holy Spirit uh, really just spoke to you guys in this uh, this uh, you know talk that we had. And again, I'm learning every day on the power of deliverance and what it really truly does for the believer and what it could truly do for myself and for others. The thing is, you need to go through your personal deliverance so you can be a vessel, an instrument to help other people through their healing, through helping them be rescued from evil, rescued from bondage. It is so amazing. And the last thing I do want to share, I know I close out in there, but 
I want to share this in Psalm 71. It says this, Psalm 71, verse 1, In you, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness and cause me to escape. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be my strong refuge, to which I may resort continually. You have given the commandment to save me, if for you are my rock and my fortress. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the wicked, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. Hallelujah. God bless you. This was a Psalmist David. Ask God for deliverance, and I promise you, he will come. The Bible says also in Psalm that he is a present help in a time of trouble. I love y'all. Feel free to tap in, hit the sub. I'll drop some stuff in the description, the show notes for any resources that we have. Thanks so much for listening. Y'all have a blessed week in Jesus' name. Bye-bye.